and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums have a couple of drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. Just realised the geographically diverse bit isn't so applicable today because me and Dom are in the same room using the same microphone. Inches apart. Inches apart. I'm Mike, I'm drinking a co-op's own IPA, which is passable, it's, it's alright, does the job. And joining me today, we have... Uh, I'm Dom. I'm drinking an old Crafty Hen oak aged vintage beer. It's a beer. It's, oh, a beer. it's nice. Does the job. Good, good. And uh, I'm Ben, and today I am drinking a, a clean groove from the Acadian Brewery in Cardiff. Uh, it's clove and orange saison. Um, it, it's a bit strong on the clove, if I'm honest. That sounds um, horrible. Yeah, that's weird. I, I was saving it for today. I, I quite like, like, beers with orange in and I was, I was rather looking forward to it but it, it's, it's very heavy on the on the clove is it like a christmas beer then or something yes yeah it's, it's their um saison greetings uh beers um ah. i was drinking a, a star and east one yesterday this is the clove and orange and i've got a red rye one as well gosh star and mm. east sounds horrible as well like isn't that licorice oh it was it was amazing what was that like, like that, was, a, that was very nice was it like a like a heavy beer then like a dark beer or no, no, no! Like it's almost like a like a German white beer. Oh, mm. all right. Okay, so kind of like so sort of fruity and star anise. Yeah, okay, I can see that kind of spicy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. And that's this week for the beer review podcast. Tune in again <laughs> where we'll be reviewing Foster's new offering, Foster's. <laughs> So, how does it work? Each week we'll be locked into a charmingly themed escape room of the ears, within which we've each secretly crafted a puzzle. We'll present those puzzles in turn while the others try and solve them. If we don't escape within the hour, then terrible things will befall us. Are we ready, boys? Yeah. Yes. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. <laughs> this week we open the door and find ourselves in the middle of a jolly-looking New Year's party. There's a cosy little sofa, a little table filled with drinks and salty snacks, an old iPod plugged into some speakers. Seating for a thousand members of the audience, most of a brass band, a dirty great piano, and a stage. We must be in Jules Holland's annual Hootenanny. That's happy time every year where him and his closest celebrity chums get together to watch YouTube and play Uno together. Like every year, they're recording a few days ahead, as famous people have better things to do than be on telly at New Year's, and they've all popped out for a curry before faking the countdown. We'd best return before Jules's close chums, Michael Bubley and Rudimental, get back and force us to participate in some of their utterly painful banter. The studio door behind us has clicked shut and locked with three whimsical padlocks. Let's escape! Before us, we have... And I'm going to lean in conspiratorially. <laughs> before us, we have... The audience and band area. <laughs> locked eyes with Dom. <laughs> Making very uncomfortable. The door to the green room. And the model of London. What do we fancy first, chaps? Sorry, I, I've never actually seen it. What's the model of London? It'll all make sense later. Okay. <laughs> he said, he said well, and in the happy understanding, it wouldn't make sense later. To uh, to, to clear up this confusion, Tom, I, I, do you want to go for the model of London first? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Let's do the model of London. <laughs> Bugger. Well then, this is my puzzle. Yeah, so you approach the little model of London, which is behind the cameras. Now, as you know... Uh, Big Ben's being uh, repaired this year, so obviously won't be able to bong midnight. So Mr. Holland and his uh, production team, in their in their wisdom, have decided to uh, to fake it. Like they they fake everything on New Year's. You know, they record it all ahead of time. Uh, and to do so, they've built a tiny model Big Ben, the tiny mm. little model city of London behind it, just so they can make it up 
and, and, and basically fake it using, using trick photography. In front of you, you see the tiny model of Big Ben, a collection of little figures in front of it for the people, and little cardboard cutouts of the City of London. What would you like to do? Uh, first, I'd like to prowl through it like Godzilla, <laughs> trying not to crush anything <laughs> that might be important later. Okay. You... It's like Millennium Dome's gone, though. It's <laughs> gone. You uh, you bring your hands up in like a kind of a T-Rex fashion up yep. to your chest, and you make that kind of... Wait, that's not the sound. That's more Rodan. Is that Godzilla? That would do. <laughs> sound. Yeah, I do that. And pretend to breathe fire um, and, and be an allegory for, for nuclear war to the Japanese. But in London. But in London. Yeah. <laughs> You're an allegory for Brexit. <laughs> You're the spectre of Brexit. <laughs> nice. You've not solved the puzzle. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, but I have had fun, and that's what we're here for, isn't it? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, having a quick look at Big Ben, what uh, what time is on the clock tower? Ah, Big Ben shows one minute to midnight, which I've also realised is also nuclear, also a nuclear thing. Yeah, <laughs> not related. <laughs> there is no Geiger counter to be is found. This the, is this the last <laughs> night on Earth? <laughs> <laughs> the Brexit allegories. What happened at midnight? <laughs> <laughs> Article 51 is triggered. Every Britishman has to shoot themselves. If I bend down and put my near my, my ear near to Big Ben, can I hear ticking? You cannot. However, near to it, you can see that the uh, the clock face, which as I say is showing 1 minute to 12, um, is backlit, and you can see the shadow of a key behind the clock face. Ooh. Mm, I feel like we could... It's cardboard, is it? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, it's a model. It's a model, um, Big Ben. Feel like we could just the, break the it. other. Jules following Chris. Would you would you ruin Christmas? For, right, New Year's. This is New Year's. Would yeah. you ruin New Year's for all seventeen people who who watch Jules Holland's Hoot Nanny? Is that the people who are on it? <laughs> the, uh, the 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 figures around the uh, the base of the clock tower. Um, are they sort of looking at the clock tower? Are they are they just sort of going about their daily model lives? Well, sort of from a distance, it looks like a, a nice milling crowd. But uh, as you get closer, you see it's in fact, it looks like a collection of bric-a-brac and nonsense, to be honest, that somebody's pulled out of uh, perhaps an old, an old drawer toy box just to, just to fill the space. And there's, uh, there's a, a series of different little, little oddments and knickknacks in there. Would you? Would you like to know what they are? Very much so. Okay. So you have a, um, a Lego man. Uh, these, are, these are all small, by the way, I should say. Sort of all, none of them bigger than two inches tall. A little tin donkey. A rubber duck. A Playmobil cameraman. A little china bell and a little wooden horse. Can we have that one more time? Sure thing. So you've got a little Lego man, yep. a little tin donkey, a little rubber duck, a little Playmobil cameraman, a little china bell, and a little wooden horse. Is it a china bell? Is that a doll or is it a bell made of china? A little bell made of china. Right. Can I ring it? Sure. So you give it a you give it a good shake. A tinkle. Yeah. Uh, it it doesn't make a sound. It's got no clacker. Ah. Uh-huh. Is that what they call the pendulum thing inside a bell? I actually have no idea. I always imagine a clacker as being more one of those things you swing mm. a football. Ben knows the answer. I do. Yes! Um, and I can't remember. I've got a few it's called the hammer. Oh, okay. Mm. The little stick you hit a xylophone with is called a mallet. It's um, it's intriguing that we have a tin donkey and a, and a wooden horse. Um, I don't really know why. I find it slightly intriguing. Can we just move the hand onto midnight? Yeah. So... You push the little minute hand round to 12 o'clock and you hear a tuk-tuk from inside the clock and the hand pops back to one minute to midnight. So we need that bell inside it. 
but it hasn't got a mallet. Did we decide on mallet? Hammer. 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 Clacker. 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 Bell end. The the end bit of a bell. <laughs> are there any other buildings that are represented that are significant? You said it's just sort of cardboard London. Yeah, just uh, just cardboard London. Just sort of like I mean, as you look at it closer, it's all basically a bit shit. It's been coloured in, in felt tip pen on bits of old Amazon box. And this is going to be some fantastic, like there might be some Adobe After Effects in here to, to really sell this one. <laughs> uh, the only thing that looks fully convincing is the uh, the delightful um, three-dimensional model of Big Ben. Could we have another look at the uh, at, at Big Ben? Is there anything? Uh, well, of course, it's um, the Queen Elizabeth Tower, is it not? Yeah, Big, um, Big Ben's the bell. The, the bell. Which is missing, so Big Ben's not actually there. Wait, is it missing? Can we take the lid off and have a look? Is that ah. possible? So you can't take the lid off. You right. can, however, there's a little uh, little hatch around the back, a little little door at the back of Big Ben. You care, to, care, to, care to pop it open? Certainly. You, you, you pop it yeah. open. It pops. It pops open. Uh, inside, you see that... Uh, unfortunately, you can't see the back of the uh, the clock face. It's a little bit lower down. But you can see a mechanism in there. There's a, a, a small hammer, or, or mallet, whatever you want to call it. A small ringer, essentially. A clacker. A small clacker. On a uh, on a little motorized pivot, with two empty clips either side of it. Also in the little crevice, because you know Big Ben slash Queen Elizabeth's tower is quite tall, is the mallet for a xylophone. That's why I know what a xylophone hammer is called. Also sometimes <laughs> called a beater. Okay, it all comes together. Um, the clips next to the clacker could we fit a Lego man between them? Um, yeah, they're, they're Wilco's multi-purpose clips. You could you could fit just about anything between them. Might as well give it a go, the Lego Man, before we try the bell, surely. Sure. Can we do that? Yeah, I'm with that. Okay. Yeah. You you, um, you insert the Lego Man into, uh, into for argument's sake, the left-hand slot? Uh, sure. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I yeah. imagined them as two clips that's held one thing between them. Oh, sorry. As in, so uh, two clips, uh, so two sets of clips, I should have said. So a set of clips at either side of the, um, of the little swingy hanger, of the little swingy banger. Oh, I see. The bell, the bell banger. The um, so I've just looked it up. It's the clapper. Oh, the clapper. The clapper. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. I'm glad I've used all of the right words and terms in this for towers <laughs> and clappers and everything. <laughs> so, what do we think? Is it probably going to be things that rings? We've got the bell, and what else do we have? Uh, you've got your xylophone mallet as well. Oh, yeah, that's not going to ring. Although dong, it needs to dong, doesn't it? Not ring. Any ideas? <gasps> Um, that sounds so, like an idea. Well, um, Ben just spilt beer in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> just saw a face at the window. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're two thousand feet in the air. <laughs> um, you said it needed a dong, um, and that reminded me of Kong, and we have a tin donkey, um, and there is a game called Donkey Kong, and it probably isn't related, but. It, it, there, a connection was drawn in my head. Uh, so what should we do with the tin donkey? Beat it with the mallet, with the, what's it called, Mike? The xylophone... Uh, the xylophone hitter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the the uh, plinky smacker, I believe they're called. Yeah. Can we plinky smack the donkey? You certainly can plinky smack the donkey. <laughs> you plinky smack the donkey. It makes a dong sound. So that's going to be a nice uh, substitute for Big Ben himself. Presumably. Yeah, or, or Queen Elizabeth, whoever, whoever rings in the tower, really. Yeah. Um, so can we clip that into one of the clips? You sure can. You um, currently have a Lego man and a tin donkey clipped into Big Ben. If we hit the Lego man with the uh, with the xylophone mallet, does that make a dong? 
it makes a click sound. I mean, I'm I'm wondering, can we um, if we put one of the Lego Man legs in a in a sort of a kicking pose, uh, then um, plastic on tin is going to make a, a much better ring than a than a sort of felt mallet on on tin. That's a good point. Can we, you know, like the Lego Man's got his his grabbing hand. Hmm. Can we clip him so he's like hanging off of the uh, the clapper, and uh, then he can kick. The donkey. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Just because the mental image is sublime. <laughs> so he's just like swinging back and forth. With his Booting this donkey up the arse. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can. Cool. Um, does the uh, does the, the China Bell fit in the other clip? The China Bell would fit in the other clip. Can we fit it in the other clip? It's fitted in the clip clip. Can we, um, the other leg that isn't pointed towards the, um, can, we, can we bend that backwards so it would hit the, the China Bell? It doesn't go as far back, does it, a Lego Man's leg? It only goes does, halfway. But we could, oh, you could, could we, ooh, that's a good question. They, they go all the way backwards, forwards. don't they? He could have a hand oh, back yeah, right. instead. His other hand could be back to punch Oh, yeah, it. that would mm. work. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, perhaps you use his other hand to hold the rubber duck. If we uh, close the, the hatch mm-hmm. and click the hand... You close the hatch and click the hand. As you click the hand, you hear ding as the clapper hits the little china bell. It's the Lego Man's fist, actually. As the Lego Man's fist hits the little <laughs> china bell. And then dong as his little Lego boot hits the tin donkey. Nice. The front of the clock face falls onto the ground and shatters, Uh-oh. ruining this prop. Um, <laughs> and within, you find the dong key. Ah, you have solved my puzzle. Nice, <laughs> very nice. Nicely done, boys. And so the uh, the rubber duck well. that was a uh, red herring. Uh, yeah, the, ru- the rubber duck and the playable man. I had uh, sounds for everything, so the rubber duck would have gone. <laughs> the um, <laughs> if you'd hit it, basically you could have you could have tested every item with the um, with the xylophone mallet. So you mm. had a you had a full organic soundboard ready. Yeah, it was basically just an excuse for me to go. <laughs> And we didn't even give and you, you that didn't hit the donkey. <laughs> so you had to do it at the end. Yeah, but the Lego man kicked the donkey. Which <laughs> so what does the donkey look like? Uh, the donkey. Uh, it's uh... <laughs> so with the donkey grasped firmly. It's a two-hander actually. Uh, <laughs> bulbous at the base, narrowing. Um, so uh, gripping the shaft of the donkey. <laughs> You uh, <laughs> child, <laughs> you return to the uh, the main body, the floor of Jules Holland's temporarily abandoned Hootenanny, leaving us with the audience and band pit area and the green room. What do we fancy next, chaps? Don't mind. I quite fancy the green room myself. How about you, Ben? That I was going to suggest that green room. Uh, this is my puzzle. Okay, so um, you you go into through the backstage door into the green room. It is uh, somewhat musty, but otherwise quite a pleasant area to spend 45 minutes. Before you, you can see some plush sofas opposite a um, large TV, which is currently off. There is a mini fridge. You can see a small bar against the wall. And there are what looks like gold records uh, framed on the walls. And in the centre, there is a table with two bowls on it filled with something. I think we ought to probably look at the something in these bowls. One of the bowls seems to contain peanuts, and the uh, salted, and the other bowl contains M&Ms, but only brown ones. Are they also salted? Uh, you'd have to find out. 
I'm, I'm, I'd like to try an M&M, please. Uh, they are unsalted. Oh. Otherwise, they're fine. Cool. We have eaten something in every escape room for the last seven episodes. <laughs> okay, can we uh, t- can we switch the telly on? Uh, yes, you can. It shows the studio currently empty. Shall I run out into the studio and then um, <laughs> you can see me on the TV? Actually, yeah, that's not a crazy idea. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just in case it's like not this studio and it's like the past or something. Can I? Can I do that? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so you, you've run back into the studio. What are you just gonna, are you standing there? What are you doing? Um, I'm spinning round um, with my arms flailed out. Okay. Um, Head tilted back, having a time of my life. Awesome. Mike, you see this, but probably like a second later than you'd expect. It's obviously a, a little bit of a delay on the feed. Okay. Like in Scream. Hmm. I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back into the green room. I've just seen a man be sick on this telly. <laughs> Like a Catherine wheel of food. <laughs> I am intrigued by the contents of the mini fridge. Okay. In the mini fridge, you can see uh, half of it is full of bottles of cider, and the other half is full of cans of lager. Mm. What brand? Uh, the cider is Golden Cider, and the lager is LP Lager. I feel this is directing us towards <laughs> some records, Ben. No. Mm. <laughs> um, should we have a look at these records? How, how many records are there? Uh, on the wall, you mean? Mm, yes. There are six gold records framed on the wall. Um, they're in sort of thick frames, thick glass-fronted frames screwed to the wall itself. Okay, um, what, uh, what are the records? They are Once Upon a Star by the Bay City Rollers, Revolver by the Beatles, Call for Cats by Squeeze, Mothership Connection by Parliament, Rain in Blood by Slayer, and The Rise and Fall of Ziggy's Stardust by Bowie. I would have loved to have seen the Hootenanny where they played Slayer. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. You, you missed 2008, did you? Was that genuinely? Did they do it? I don't know. I, I, I've never seen it. You could have told me yes then. I would have believed you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a year. He got up and played the piano with him. It was amazing. <laughs> Um, whereabouts uh, in relation to sort of everything else are these um, are these golden records? Are they above the sofas? Are they uh, over the bar? Um, they go around the corner. They're above what they're above one of the sofas and above the the small bar. Cool. Um, is there anything remarkable about the bar? Not especially. It's a bar you'd serve yourself from, set against the wall. It's got um, scotch, bourbon, gin, and then uh, an ice tray, um, like some fruit and some mixers. And the comfy sofa? Uh, boy, does it look comfy. Ooh, can, I have, can I have a little sit? You can. Uh, you sink into it, um, and you can uh, smell the celebrities that have sunk into it before you, and you have a nice moment. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It smells like Slayer. <laughs> um, is there anything down the side of the sofa? Yes. You find a coin. It's down between Ooh. the cushions. Hmm. It's a 1p. So it's obviously some uh, one of the musicians has obviously had his pockets full of small amounts of change. I'm happy it was one p and not just you find p down the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> some musicians are fucking animals. I a... oh sorry after you old chum. No 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 after, after you. I was thinking so you know those golden records. Yeah. Well, one of them was Revolver. I wonder. It was. Do the records revolve? Uh, can we can we rotate the records in their in their little frames? Uh, they are behind glass. I mean, ah. m- most records would. Are designed to revolve. 
but these ones are more for display purposes only. Bollocks. I really thought I'd made a bit of a leap there. So um, could we have the uh, the names of the records one more time, please? Uh, yes, we have Once Upon a Star by the Bay City Rollers. Uh, we have uh, Revolver by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Call for Cats by Squeeze. Mothership Connection by Parliament. Rain in Blood by Slayer. And The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie. A revolver, cool for cats, something. The something was a Mothership Connection by Parliament. Who are they? Um, Parliament. They run the country, Mike. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> yes, we were at their tower earlier, weren't we? Yes, <laughs> they were a funk band in the 70s. I think, so, I don't think there's anything in the room we've not looked at. We've looked at the sofa, the bar, the mini fridge. You haven't looked closely at the bar. Um, Could we look very closely at the bar, please? Okay, so that there is uh, scotch, bourbon, gin, ice... Citrus fruit and mixers. Oh, what are the brands? Ah, yeah. the Scotch is uh, the brand is Ministers. The gin mm. brand is Galaxy. Aha! And the bourbon brand is Walls, like the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> we need to diversify our portfolio. Switch that pork mincing machine over to whiskey immediately. I think actually the bourbon came first, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to check my history. So this is the same company that makes sausages and ice cream. They also make bourbon. Yes, and um, structural edifices that hold up roofs. Wow. I can't help but notice, Ben, that we've got Ministers, Walls and Galaxy. So uh, Ministers, we have Parliament. I was thinking that. Uh, Galaxy, we have Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. Sorry, was the first one uh, Once Upon a Star? Yes, indeed. Oh shit! So so maybe, yeah, probably that. Maybe well, either perhaps. Well, we don't know quite how they connect yet either. So um, and uh, walls, um, hmm. raining blood. It's rain in blood. Rain is in uh, what the queen does do. Oh, rain in blood. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm struggling to see a sausage connection there. <laughs> so you've been looking for? Yes. <laughs> Have you not? <laughs> Where did Call for Cats come in? Or Revolver? In fact, any of them. Cats don't go in sausages. <laughs> <laughs> they do in Korea. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I mean, I'm presuming that, that uh, half of these are red herrings. Is <laughs> my presumption. Another thing that doesn't go in a sausage. No, but cats like them. Mm, true, cat sausages with sausages. red herrings in them. <laughs> I Tom's like, what's happened to my puzzle? Um, um, Can we take a closer look at the Mothership Connection uh, LP, please? Uh, You can. It is a a circular piece of plastic painted gold. Underneath it says, Certified Gold, Mothership Connection, Parliament. You say it's fixed to the wall. Yeah, it's sort of like a a wooden frame Mm -hmm. with glass fronted, uh, and it is screwed to the wall at all four corners. Ah, okay. They do not trust the people in this green room at all. No. Well, you know, gold's worth something, even if it's just spray paint. <laughs> I assume they just spray paint them, right? Just <laughs> imagine like Dizzy Rascal being in there, like, oh man, got this Jules Holland gig, and then a, another four million pound photo shoot. Oh, fuck me, is that gold sprayed on that plastic record? <laughs> I'm having that. I suppose it's not. Is, is vinyl plastic? Ooh, I think it's a plastic, isn't it? It must be. It so. melts. Yeah. Ben, this is one other one where Ben will know the answer. Is vinyl plastic? 
You can you can make bowls out of vinyl. But you can make <laughs> bowls out of porcelain. So is vinyl porcelain? Cheese does come in triangles, Ben. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's examine our inventory. We have a penny. A pocket full of melty M&Ms. A pocket full of multi M&Ms. Well, yeah, so there's, there's two bowls. One with salted peanut. Well, I, I told you they were salted. That's kind of cheating. You didn't try them. There, there's a bowl of peanuts and there is a bowl of brown M&Ms. Okay. With one missing. Can we have some peanuts, please? Uh, sure. Uh, how many peanuts do you want? Three. Okay, yes, you can have three. As you lift up the third, you see something glinting beneath. What, what's? Uh, can we take a, a look at this glinting object in the peanuts, please? Uh, sure. As you um, delve your hand deeper into the bowl, uh, it seems to be one of those mini screwdrivers you sometimes get in Christmas crackers. Ah. There's no reason for it to be there uh, besides... The fact that it could be useful for the puzzle. I couldn't think where else you might hide a screwdriver. I like the idea of hiding a screwdriver in peanuts. Yeah, weaponizing peanuts. Why not? I was just like, oh man, I don't want. I've got all these celebrities on for this gig, but I can't afford to pay them. (gasps) If they eat a screwdriver, then they're not going to need paying. (laughs) They're going to have bigger problems, like passing a screwdriver. (laughs) What what is in the screwdriver? The the cocktail. Um, that is vodka and orange juice. Ah, so not Scotch gin or bourbon then. No, but no. we do have a screwdriver and a picture frame of uh, a, sorry, a record of Mothership Connection screwed to the wall with four screws, which we could now unscrew. Out of interest. Why that one out of the others? Um, led there by, uh, so just thinking Ministers, Walls and Galaxy, taking me in that, uh, in that vague direction, uh, assuming that they've got sausages in space. <laughs> uh, that's the, that's the <laughs> assumption. I think sausages are universal. Yeah, exactly. The universe is in space. Yeah. Cosmic yeah. strings of sausages. <laughs> Tied off at the end. Yeah. Covered in galactic mustard. Um, there is an odd connection between sausages, ice cream, and bourbon. Therefore, walls. Why don't we, so let's... Why don't we unscrew it and see what happens? Mm. Okay. Uh, so you're unscrewing Mothership Connection by Parliament. Yes, please. Okay. As you do so, the frame um, pops away easily from the wall. The glass immediately slips out and smashes on the floor, and you have the, the gold record in your hands. It's it's gold, it's lovely. We, what do you want to do with it? Can we flip it? You can flip it. On the back, sellotaped to it, there is a key. It is the fun key. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Kind of spoiled by the fact that neither of you know who Parliament are. You told us they're a funk fan. Yeah, I did, and I, I didn't want to have to use the word in case anyone got it too soon, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> as as indicated, me and Ben were like, no. <laughs> if anything, I, Ben, I like the fact that we just didn't eat enough. <laughs> if this has taught us anything, it's that you we also should... could have unscrewed it with the coin. Ah. So, um, clutching your your freshly found funky, um, you head back out of the backstage green room and back to the the main floor of the studio uh, and I assume turn our attention towards the audience and band area 
Which, by the way, is that like one amorphous blob? Do they have the band sort of sitting in with the audience? I was going to say, imagine they're, they're tucked in. With, it's like you'll just be sat next to a guy. And a you're tuba. Like, yeah, this fellow's got a snare drum. Like, is he? Gonna, is this like a flash mob? And then like when it's, it all starts up, they're like, oh, it's so good. Like, yeah. Can I change seats? <laughs> yeah. I can't hear anything. <laughs> this guy keeps opening his, his spit, th- emptying his spit thing into my lap. <laughs> Man, my pints, I've managed to refill it all. Oh my god! Oh! <laughs> <Not> a head. <laughs> this is my puzzle. So the um, the the seating area, the, the the audience seating area, is um, tucked between both the, uh, the, the 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 big clock stage and uh, and and the the band area. So you walk into the uh, into the seating area that is obviously for the uh, for the audience. All the uh, all of the chairs have little uh, little um, silver plaques on them with uh, with a number telling you uh, what chair is is sort of you know what number what, what position. And uh, at the front of the seating area, you can see uh, you can see a scrap of paper that has guests at the top of it, um, and uh, it's. Um, it's obviously a, a work in progress. There are uh, a few names on it, but lots of empty spaces still. Um, so you've got uh, two columns. Um, the right-hand column has uh, one through to 52. The, <laughs> the left-hand column uh, only has five names uh, written in it. So uh, next to number five is Joe Brand. Next to number 12 is Ant McPartlin. Mm. Next to number three, they're also not in order. Uh, next to number three is uh, Lindsay Russell. Uh, number seventeen is Aid Edmondson, and number twenty-two is Phil Jupiter. What would you like to do? I would like to know who Lindsay Thingamy is. Uh, a blue, pl- blah, 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 blah. a blue Peter presenter. Right, something of an odd one out in that list. Can I just um, can I just quickly recap to make sure I've got this written down right? Which is Joe Brand of five, um, Ant McFarlane twelve, <laughs> McPartland, Ant McPartland twelve, uh, Lindsay Roberts three, thirteen. Russell. And Lindsay Russell, 13. Uh, number three. Oh, it is 13. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Aid <laughs> Edmondson, uh, seven. And Phil Jupiter, 17. two. Okay. Wow, my writing. <laughs> my speed My speed writing. So More you, haste, less speed. You wrote Aid Edmondson the first, so, you know, then the yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and then we've got uh, the other... Wait, how many is that? Five. So then we've got... The other forty-seven are blank. Uh, yes, not yet yet to be uh, decided who is going to sit where. Uh, perhaps waiting on um, on uh, RSVPs to come back. Okay, thank you, Doug. So these are people who don't have much on. They can reply right away. Like, yeah, I'm free. Mm. I'm surprised Alan Davies isn't on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised Joe Brand's on there. <laughs> because break off next bite is finished. Okay, of course. And also because she's not funny. Ah, <laughs> is there anything else that we can see? No, not really. I mean, you, you, you sort of um, spin around and uh, and sort of see the rest of the studio. I put but, my arms um, out as I spin. Indeed, and you head back. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see my second Catherine wheel of sick of the day. A yell of primal joy <laughs> escapes through my lips. <laughs> <laughs> so primal. Primal joy was the brand of beer I was drinking earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just think, actually. So we've got these uh, these seat numbers. Can we just take a look at the seats themselves? Because you said the seats were numbered with a little silver dickery. Yeah, sure. So so the um, the seats are in a in a variety of different um, shapes and sizes because they're they're sort of set out to make it look a bit casual. So uh, some of them are tall and some of them are short. Some have got four legs. Some of them are sort of like on the 
big single leg thing that sits in the middle. Some of them are little cocktail tables. Um, some of them are sort of gathered around slightly larger tables for a slightly larger group. Would you like to look at any of the chairs in particular? I want to look at this one that's just got one leg in the middle. Is that like a swivel chair or is it just very precarious? Uh, yes, no, it would no, be a swivel chair. And then there okay. are a number of them. Uh, you, sorry, did you say the chairs themselves had little silver labels on them? They do, yes. So, um, can we? Sorry, uh, so we've got these little silver numbers on the, ta- the chairs. Can we take a look at, um, for example, Joe Brand's seat, which would be number five? Yes. Of course. So, uh, Joe Brand's seat is, uh, is a smaller um, four legged <laughs> chair. Um, <laughs> You should have seen Tom's face. No, no, my face was in anticipation of your reaction. Oh, okay, is that what it was? Sorry, you said small seat, and Don so, went. Yes. Ooh. So, so Joe Brand's chair. Please re-describe it. It's a uh, is a, a standard standard four-legged chair. Okay. <laughs> Round a table, it is uh, it is sort of, it's a black um, sort of uh, fairly stylish looking, probably IKEA plastic chair. Uh, continuing, uh, Phil Jupiter's chair. Which is uh, number two. Twenty-two. Can we look at chair twenty-two, please? You do. So you look in. Uh, you look in. You look at um, chair twenty-two. It's a, a larger swivel chair uh, with a, a sort of um, in a pair um, with twenty-three at a small cocktail table. Hmm. Is, is he a married man? Do you know, Mike? Must be. He's an attractive man. Okay, so we've done Joe's and Phil's. Can we take a look at? Ant McFarlane. <laughs> so you look at uh, chair number 12, um, very much similar to uh, Joe Brown's. It's a standard-looking, plastic, IKEA-looking chair. Okay. Um, Should we be drawing a table plan here? I am on it now. I, I wouldn't worry. Okay. Um, and uh, Kurt... Unless you want to, Mike. Kurt Russell, number three. <laughs> so Lindsay Russell is on the same table as, uh, as Joe Brand, and again, with an identical chair. Right. Okay. So, is that... Have we covered everybody? Uh, oh, no. For, finally, the best one, Aid Edmondson. Yes. Aid Edmondson is also on a uh, on a tall swivel chair. Um, this one's got three uh, chairs around uh, a small cocktail table. It's just the other side of the seating area to fill Jupiter's. Is that three including his? It is. So that's not enough for the rest of the young ones? No. Oh, wait, yes it is, because Rick Mel's dead. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> Aunt McPaitlin is... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I could read my my writing. Well, just know who we're talking about. I have no idea. I, I know he's. <laughs> just call him Ant. I'll just call him Ant. His surname's Andek. Andek. <laughs> okay. Andrex. So um, yeah. So um, so Ardrox. Um, he appears to be the odd one out because he's not paired with um, another celebrity chum. Because Joe Brand and Lindsay Russell are on the same table, and Aid Edmondson and Phil Jupiter are on the same table. Oh, are they? Uh, no, 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 they're, they're on tables opposite. Uh, oh, sorry, I had tables opposite. The... I had... No, sorry, no, two different tables. Okay. Mm. So in which case... Hmm. Right, screw so... that theory. Oh, so we've got these chair numbers. We mm-hmm. should probably try putting them in sequence first just to see what that does to the names. I'm just wondering if, for example, the first or surnames of any of these people would spell anything out once put in the right order. Just because Mr... Edmondson has an E, although last time I checked, Rebremger isn't a word, and neither is <laughs> Kacha! I've lost you. I don't know what you're up to now. I was thinking I was uh, reordering the, um, <laughs> the the names based on their their table number, oh, their uh, seat numbers. So that's them in order. Hold on, is that them in order? That doesn't seem like enough. Yeah, five. Yeah. So we've got Kurt Russell at table three. 
Joe Brand at table five, and McPartland at table seat, even uh, table twelve, seat twelve. <laughs> Adrian Emerson in seventeen, and Phil Jew was just in twenty-two. Correct. Wait, it's not Kurt Russell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually written Lindsay. <laughs> is that L I N D S E Y? Yes. Cool. Okay, so we've got an actual list now. What was we had a list before? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll send Ben a picture I was later. Gonna say your, your picture of the uh, the swivel chair is is the best bit about it. <laughs> hmm. I'm just wondering if we've picked everything up. So we've had uh, there's a list with the names on. And mm-hmm. there's the seats and the tables. Um, in the, is there anything else remarkable in the audience area? Uh, no, no. I mean, the, the audience has, hasn't come in yet, so um, there's no sort of rubbish around. Um, Okie dokie. Uh, Later with Jules Holland hasn't aired for several months, so uh, everything's looking pretty clean. Thinking, can we take a... So you mentioned the tables there around earlier. The only table being shared was... Joe and Lindsay. Yes. Can we take a closer look at their table, please, just in case there's something interesting going on? You can on there. do. So the um, the table is um, a sort of largish, excuse me, a largest oval shape. It's got a central pillar leg thing with a sort of big swirly um, base to stop it toppling over. Fancy. Um, made of made of wood. The um, the tabletop is. Oh, it's not really what a picture from a. A TV show. I imagine everything's everything's chrome. Uh, ben, just because I know what you're like, there's not a key underneath the table, is there? <laughs> <laughs> so you you uh, you have a look under the table, and so um, which table are we looking under? Uh, uh, Joe and Lindsay's table. Okay, are they on the same table? Uh, they are. Yes, um, being situated in te- in uh, seats five and three, gotcha. um, they share a table. Um, uh, no, there's nothing nothing under the table. But you do notice something under one of the chairs. Whose chair? You uh, you get up and check, and it's uh, table number five. Chair number five. Yes, number you're five. doing it now as well. <laughs> so there is something under the chair of Joe Brand, if this list is to be trusted. That is correct. Cool. Is it a sausage roll? <laughs> it is not a sausage roll. Just in case. They appear under tables. Okay, well, can we take a look at this uh, this mystery not sausage roll object? So you, you, you take a look under... Uh, Joe Rand's chair and um, you see a little note and on the note is the number 14 ah. it would seem churlish not to go to ah it would seem churlish not to <laughs> thank you my my spelling's not that bad I can't spell two numbers with well, you numbers you got 7 from 17 earlier and 13 from 3 <laughs> okay <laughs> fair cop <laughs> Um, okay, can we take a look at the uh, the chair for number 14, please? You can do. Um, it looks very much like the chair that is ta- uh, chair number five. Uh, would you like to care to look I, I would anything? absolutely like to look underneath chair 14. You look under chair 14 and there is nothing. Um, so we had the list. You said all the numbers were blank. There's nothing against 14 on the list. Nothing at all. Yet, yet to be confirmed. Hmm. Or perhaps even invited. We've only looked under Joe's chair. Okay, well you there look... might be some smack under Ant's chair. You look under yeah, you look <laughs> under Ant and Kurt Russell's and I'll do Aid and Phil. After you, sir. Okay. I will first look under Aid and then Phil's chairs. Do I find anything? 
So under chair 17 for Aid Edmondson, you uh, you see a note that says 15 uh, or 1-5. Okay. And is there anything under Phil's chair? You take a look under chair 22 and see a note that says 1. Okie dokie. That's 1. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> I've been able to do that one for a few years. <laughs> um, how's about um, Kurt Russell's chair? So under Lindsay Russell's chair, number three, um, is the number 16. One six. Thank you. And finally, um, Ant McParthland's. Um, Ant McParthland's uh, chair number twelve is uh, the number nine. Oh. So these. So we've got Lindsay Russell and Joe Brand both add up to nineteen. Uh, so hmm. there's there's no real correlation there, is there? What's this number that you've written here, Michael? That should be twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. Okay, so it says it goes 19, 19, 21, 22, 23. That almost feels like a pattern. It does. But then at the same time, all that these had to do was lead us to more numbers. Yes, I suppose. I mean, just for just for the sake of um, completionism, can I quickly take a wee lucky loo under... You look under those chairs, uh, you don't find anything. Okay. So... We uh, Just a recap for the listeners. We found ourselves originally bewildered by one set of numbers. We've now collected a new set of numbers to be bewildered by. And made our own one to follow it. And made our own crazy numbers. See, if this was 20, I'd feel that was a pattern, but it definitely isn't. I'm not adding that up wrong. No, mm. 14 and 5 is definitely 19. Um, still trying to think, is there like any particular anagram or word that could be made with like the first letters of these people's names or something like that? Or could it be letters? The jarp. Could it be letters of the alphabet? The jarp. Mm. Could it be letters of the alphabet? Um, what, these ones or the second set? Uh, either or, really. Well, should we do the second set because we have to look for those? Yeah, sure. So, um, 16th letter of the alphabet. I'm glad you're doing it in your fingers. No, that's too many. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, P, I okay. think. It's radio. I didn't have to tell people I was doing it on my fingers. It's fine. I sang. <laughs> I sang the ABC song. Um, uh, okay, E. What for? E. Fourteen. Nope. No, nope, I was doing five. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's going to be N, presumably, rather than yeah. counting it. I is nine. Uh, o is fifteen, and A. So that says piano, but it's in the wrong order. Wait a minute. But if this was a spooky anagram. Besides, if you remember, we reordered this. Oh, we did. Based on our own insane Hold logic. On, what, what order were we giving this in? Well, okay, so we're giving it in Joe. No, no, because no, that still that still starts with N. Ah, well, let's just say for craziness, you're right. It is all the words for piano. So all the words for piano. Um, should we check the piano? Is there a piano that we can see? So uh, you you take a look to the right of the uh, studio audience and see the uh, the band area where uh, Jules Holland's own grand piano sits. Does it look nice? It looks very nice. Can I play chopsticks on it? Um, you can't because uh, currently the um, the cover for the keys and um, the big sort of cover for the uh, for the strings as well are both uh, both closed. Did you say keys? Hmm. <laughs> can, can we can we open the? No, uh, I did. Are we able to open the uh, the key cover by any chance, Ben? No, it is locked. Fuck. Can we uh, force it? There's two of us. Uh, no, there are no taps in the uh, in, in the studio. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a bad one. Um, <laughs> and presumably, we can't open the uh, the the hatch to the strings. Uh, you can, yes. Um, it's it's rather heavy, and it it creaks open. 
Can we twang them? Uh, you twang uh, a few of the strings and you, you hear some sort of twinky twangy sounds and um, you notice uh, just on a ledge above the strings uh, is, is a little key. A piano key or a uh, an unlocky key? Uh, it looks like an unlocky key. Cool. He, he didn't say, you have solved my puzzle or make a bad pun. <laughs> so, we know, so we know it's not the key. Well, should we grab that and try and unlock the... Uh, the, the big padlock at the front with it. Good the, shout. The keys. <laughs> oh, yeah, the keys. Yeah, yeah unlock good. the keys with the key. Can we unlock the keys with the key? You can do. So you uh, you unlock the uh, the key cover with the with the key found in the uh, big stringy bit, um, and uh, and you open up the uh, the key cover and sees the uh, lovely pearly whites and uh, black uh, pearly blacks sharpened uh, and then pearly blacks indeed yes. And uh, you notice uh, down to the left hand side of the uh, of, of the, the keyboard one of the uh, one of the white keys is sort of uh, sticking out. Give that give that key a little. Uh little tug and a twonk, please, Ben. Uh, a, a tug or a twonk? Can I uh, lift it out, please? You can do. So you um, you try to lift this key out, um, and uh, it, it sort of, it, it does come up slightly, um, but then sort of gets stuck, so you sort of pull it horizontally, and um, this key just sort of keeps on being fed out and out and out of the bowels of this grand piano, um, until you're left with this sort of two-foot piece of pearly white wood, and you have found Jules's piano key. Hey. Have solved my puzzle. Nice. I, nice one. Is, are they wood? I thought they were tusk. I think ivory's uh, like tusk. Yeah, but would would, would Jules Holland? Uh, yeah, he cares about the finer things more than the animals, surely. I mean, Jules Holland certainly would, but this is the BBC, so um, okay, there are guidelines on this kind of thing. Hold on, your podcast is on the BBC now. <sighs> <sighs> Don't sorry. <laughs> made, a little, made a little bit of trouser excitement. <laughs> Um, <laughs> one of the one of the fascinating things I found out about this is that piano keys are about two foot long. Really, wow. I thought that was just yeah. a, a comedic uh, addition, a device. Yeah, not at all, not at all. So, with uh, with Jules's piano key uh, firmly in your grasp, you uh, take a, a step back and slightly to the left, and uh, you're back in the middle of the studio. Okay, and with that, we take the piano key, the fun key, and the dong key. We twiddle them into the whimsical padlocks, pop open the studio door, and skip out. We've escaped. And we've... Yeah, we've done it within the hour. Once you cut out Yay. the banter, we've done it in the hour. Hooray for us. Hurrah! Whoop. Huzzah! Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. Uh, you can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter. And... Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Oh, Shit. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Happy many, New Year. Many happy returns. Yeah. May all your dreams come true. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> he just threw me off. I said, oh,